Awesome. Father, we, um, Lord, we just thank you for John and for Joe as they lead us as a church. We thank you for their hearts for you. And Lord, we, um, we pray now you send your spirit on John afresh, that these words would be yours and that we'd hear them in our hearts. And Lord, that they take root, that they'd excite us, that they'd breathe on something in each of us. And we pray your will be done on earth as in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Bob. And um, and I need the prayer because, uh, well, I always need prayer, but um, I, I went away for a couple of days and I came back just this afternoon and Joe was, you know, all lined up to do the talk and I came back and she was really unwell. Uh, she hasn't got COVID, but she could barely speak and she... So basically, she coughed and spluttered her talk to me and then handed her notes to me and then went back to bed. So uh, all the good stuff from this talk will be Joe's. All the dodgy stuff will be mine. Uh, but it is the fourth of the vision talks. And um, we've done uh, three sessions so far. This is the last of it. And then we're going to look at the book of Ephesians together. But uh, uh, do pray that what the Lord wants to say is said. And uh, here we go. So, um, like many of uh, ENC, we like to go uh, to Budley Salterton Beach, Joe and I. Uh, and, uh, and as I tell these stories, you just have to imagine Joe really telling them, okay? That's okay. Uh, so, we love to go and do that. And, um, and so, we love to swim uh, there, and it is a really uh, gorgeous place to swim. And for Joe, I know the, the thing that she loves to do is because she loves a goal, is she, uh, she loves to swim to the yellow boy. And uh, it's a little way out. But, and when, sometimes you get there and it seems really quite close to the shore, and at other times it seems like miles away. And I have attempted to get there occasionally, and the current is very strong and it's kind of hard to get there. Joe tends to make it because she is more goal orientated than I am. I don't know if she's going to watch this talk later, but we'll find out. Uh, and, uh, and the thing is, the truth is, the boy is always fixed to the same position. But because when the tide's in or when the tide's out, it looks very different. And if it's choppy or if it's windy and that kind of thing, and the conditions are different. But the boy remains in the same place. The boy is fixed and uh, everything else moves around it. And occasionally, I drift around it as well. But uh, it's anchored to the bottom of the sea. I imagine. And that's what anchors do. They, they prevent drift. And in fact, if there's a really strong current and you want to just stay in the same place, go to the buoy and hang on. Last time we swam out there, there was a bloke hanging on there. And we got there. And then he, he looked at us and he said, I expect you're wondering why I've called this meeting. <laughs> Which is quite neat. But anyway, he was in a fixed position and we were moving around him. Um, and as we thought about our vision over the last few months, uh, what we've been thinking about is what are the things that absolutely anchor us? What, what do we need to hold on to as a church community and not let go of um, because everything else can shift around? And if we don't hold on to them as a community, as individuals and as a community, we will drift. And we've come up with three anchors for us. Uh, which, uh, if you've been around for a while, will be pretty obvious, but I want to tell them to you. And they are these, that we are anchored on mission, 
We're anchored in the Spirit, and we're anchored to Scripture. Those three things. Mission, the Holy Spirit, and Scripture. And if you like, we, are all, we want to be on mission, in the Spirit, and under Scripture. Those three things in particular. And uh, as we anchor ourselves to these things, it will help us make good decisions on how we spend our, mind, uh, our money, our time, and things like that. And what things we might do in particular as a church, they will always be filtered through these anchors. Now, uh, and Joe's put here, now if you were paying very close attention, you will have noticed that John said last week that our big overarching goal is to see heaven on earth. If you, if you were here last week, that's what we talked about, that uh, a church exists in order to be a community committed to heaven coming to earth, for God coming in, into our midst and transforming everything. And uh, we're speaking, uh, I was speaking about being an agent of heaven. I said your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to be an agent of heaven, someone who goes around distributing the presence and resources of God and seeing the change that God brings. Now, agents and mission are very in vogue at the moment. Has anyone seen the new James Bond movie? How was it? Good? Long? I gather it's very long. You fell asleep in the middle. So it was good apart from that part. <laughs> yeah, but you're a very hard-working head teacher. I know that. So, um, well... Uh, it's clear, you know, when you see James Bond that he's on a mission. He's saving lives, destroying evil, and he's dangerous. I presume that's still the case. Yes, it is. Uh, and it's full of risk. It requires intense training and courage. Um, and uh, so uh, Joe has provided a clip, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Do you have a flower like this? Nope. Harder to tell the good from bad, villains from heroes these days. What is it? I don't know what this is. He's going to kill millions. If we don't do this, there will be nothing left to save. So I think if James Bond doesn't do this uh, and doesn't complete the mission, there will be nothing left to save. I, don't, I hope I haven't spoiled it for you, but I think that's the setup for it. And uh, it's really important that we, as believers, as a community, self-identify as people on a mission, that we are actually on a mission that we are proactive, that we are focused, that we are determined, that we sacrifice uh, ourselves for the greater good that, that God is calling us to. And what being on a mission does is it makes us into a community and individuals of purpose, people who have purpose in life. You're following the lead that your Heavenly Father gives. You're following the lead that Scripture outlines for us. And sometimes we think, well, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I don't, uh, I'm not sure what I'm meant to be doing in life. I don't feel I can make uh, much of a difference in life. And understanding that you are on mission, that you are sent by your Heavenly Father, just as Jesus was sent, he said, 
uh, as the Father sends me, so, uh, so I send you to his disciples. He really understood his own self-identity as someone who was on a mission. As we do that, we will find that it's a very purposeful, um, motivating way to live our lives. Because God is in the business of transforming the whole world. He's in the business of making all things new. And he wants to bring us into that and to send us out as agents of mission. So, just to remind you, the mission that we are on is to bring heaven to earth, to make all things new, uh, and uh, to do that in the place that we find ourselves, the place that God has sent us and the place that God has put us. And some of you will remember uh, uh, the much-missed Nigel Hancock, who was part of our congregation, who became a Christian in his 60s from being an atheist, and uh, he, he always, he came, he came with no understanding of Christianity into uh, living faith. And um, I remember we were at a Super Sunday, in fact, and Jo uh, said, she was doing a talk, and she said, what do you think is God's mission in our world? And people were saying various things. And Nigel put his hand, hand up, and he always had a really interesting take on things. And he said, he said, I think God is redecorating the whole world. It was a really lovely way of seeing it, and it's a very Nigel way of seeing it, that, that God, is, you know, that's his description of making all things new. So we're here to communicate and demonstrate the good news of Jesus to everyone and everything, to bring God's love and rescue and transforming power to all creation. And uh, the Latin word, which comes from mission, uh, it comes from mitere, which means to send. And, um, and the apostles, uh, the Greek word apostello means uh, to send. And so apostles are sent ones. And you and I are sent ones into far off land. Uh, well, it, it, we're sent ones into Exeter. Um, and we are all sent. Now, it may be that you feel like where people are on mission, they are people who are super enthusiastic or they are people who are uh, maybe who are missionaries abroad or something like that and that's absolutely right but it's easy for us to disapply ourselves in our own situation in our own lives that we are also missionaries wherever we are we're missionaries to our family we're missionaries to our school to our university to our workplace wherever it might be that we are also each one of us sent as individuals and we're sent as a community into this city. So I'm going to have a couple of readings and then we're just going to do something together which hopefully will illustrate that. So maybe if uh, Chris and Ian come up and give uh, uh, brief readings from scripture and then we'll go on from there. You guys all right on that one? Are you all right on that microphone there? Get quite close to it. The Call of Abraham, and this is from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. 
I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed by you, through, through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Second reading is from Mark's Gospel, right at the very end, chapter 28, verse, beginning at verse 18. You want to look it up in your phone. Je Ooh, let's take this off. Jesus came to the eleven disciples on the mountain in Galilee and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I will be with you always, to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so Ian, if you would like to just stay there. Chris, would you go and stand over there? That would be brilliant. Okay, now I just wonder if... Um, Maybe just have a chat amongst yourselves or maybe just have a think to yourself. And if you, if you know the scriptures at all, if you know the Old Testament, the New Testament at all, uh, see if you can come up with, over the next couple of minutes of chat or thinking, uh, some other stories of being uh, sent by God in scripture. So where, where God has sent people out one way or another. So Chris is taking the part of Abraham as he read the part of Abraham, and Ian is taking the part of uh, the, the prototype disciple who is sent by Jesus, go and make disciples of all, he, he is a prototype disciple, isn't he, he's absolutely marvelous, so um, have a chat with one another, see if you can come up with, and don't worry, if you haven't read the scriptures, then ask someone else, uh, but if you, um, if you know the scriptures a little bit, think of people who might have been sent by God in a particular way, okay, and I'll call you back in about 90 seconds. Okay, how are we doing? 
How are we doing? Okay, this will only work if you participate. So uh, perhaps if you'd like to shout out a few names of people in Scripture who were sent by God. David. David. Excellent. Chris, you, are you able to come up here? No, okay. Somebody else. Uh, Val, would you come up as David? That'd be all right. We're just going to line, yeah, we're going to line a whole bunch of people up here. It's all right. Somebody, others will join you any second now. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Where is David? He's about here, isn't he? In the, in the, we're thinking about the beginning of, there's Abraham, there's David. Yes, sir. Do you have your hand up? Moses. Would you come and be Moses? You don't have to do anything. You just literally stand here. Go on. Go on. Let's give Moses a round of applause. Come on. Anybody else? If you'd like to come uh, the other side of Val there, because I think uh, Moses before David. I'm going to get into trouble here. Yes. Jonah. Would you come and be Jonah? Yeah. Marvelous. Uh, maybe about four or five more. Isaiah. Do you want to come up and be Isaiah? Uh, Jonah. Where does Jonah come yeah, it, you, you after, yeah, well done. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, so we're going, we're going from the, you know, Abraham onwards. Anybody else? Paul. Who said Paul? Derek, come and be Paul. And so you're, you're beyond the prototypical disciple here because you're right at the far end of the New Testament. Brilliant. Anyone else? Sorry? Ruth. Yes, she was, wasn't she? Do you want to come and be Ruth? So, uh, Joshua judges Ruth. So, I think you're probably between these two here. You before David. Anyone know? I should know. I know, but it's just off the top of my head here. Uh, two more. Anybody else in the New Testament, maybe? Sorry? Shepherds. They were sent into Bethlehem. Come on. That's a good one. Come on. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, if the vicar asks you a question, what's the answer always? Okay, come on, somebody be Jesus. Who's going to be Jesus? No one, Bob, come on, be Jesus. That's a, that's a good look. Okay, I think we have time for one more. Anyone else? 72. The unnamed 72. Can you... Can you be 72 people. Come on, David. Because yeah, uh, you, are, you are between the prototypical disciple and Paul, I think. Uh, and the shepherds. You're, uh, you're after the shepherds, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm just trying to... So you were... Abraham, so you were sent to be a blessing. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> Chris is a blessing. Uh, and, oh, Moses, who, uh, who were you sent to? Uh, bring my people to the Holy Land. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you sent to Pharaoh. Yes, that's right. And Ruth was sent to... Um, yeah, they, Ruth and Naomi went together. Yeah, Ruth and Naomi went together. It was a double act. Yeah, that is brilliant. That's brilliant. They were sent... Uh, David, where was he sent? Yeah... He was sent to Saul initially, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Isaiah? Israel? 
Israel. No, actually, Isaiah, he's, uh, you know, the Lord said to Isaiah, um, who will go for me? And you said, uh, here I am, send me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you were? Jonah. Oh, you were so reluctant, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, and where, did, do you remember where you went? You've checked with Jesus, yeah. Nineveh. Nineveh. Excellent. Yeah, you went to Nineveh. Very reluctant, yes. G- uh, Bob. <laughs> yes. Yeah, less reluctantly, sent to the world. Yes, exactly, the whole world. As the Father sent me, and you are? The shepherds. And you were sent to? Well, technically, to Bethlehem to see Jesus, so I probably ought to be on the other side of him. Oh, yes, that's true, actually. Yeah. Well, this is the grown man, Jesus. And you, you read yours out, didn't you? You were sent to, uh, to all nations. Yes. Go to all nations. That's right. And you? The 72. The 72. I'm you, just one of them, by the way. I'm just one of the 72. You're not... Sent, sent to um, the sent out into the world to yes. preach the gospel. Yes. And to make more disciples. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you were the apostle to... Uh, Paul and sent to Ananias, I think. Is that right? You were sent to Ananias to start with, and then and then and then you were sent to the Gentiles. Yeah, that's right. So look at all these sent people in the scriptures, uh, and you know we've just picked out a few, and we've been racking our brains to remember, <laughs> you know, uh, what they did. And these guys have come up with some amazing uh, places and people they were sent to. So one of the, one of the people that was sent. Uh, uh, to the world was also the Holy Spirit. So uh, Jesus went to be back, went to the Father, and the Father and the Son sent the Spirit. So does someone uh, want to come and be the Spirit? Just come and stand here with me. You don't have to do anything, and I'm not going to ask you any theological questions. It's all right. Uh, Sam, do you want to come be the Holy Spirit? You move in a mysterious way towards us here. Just here. That'd be great. So the thing is, when we're sent... When we're, when we're sent by, by God, he sends the Holy Spirit to accompany us. And so the Holy Spirit has been accompanying all these people all the way, and he sends uh, us, uh, he, he, he sends the Spirit to accompany us as, as God sends us. And God always sends us to something beyond ourselves. He always sends us in a way that we cannot um, accomplish what we need to do without the power of the Spirit. So you are here, and so if you'd like to stand with Paul, because you were very much with Paul. And then uh, maybe just um, uh, somebody just come as yourself. This is the last person. Somebody like to come as yourself? Zara, come as yourself. Let's hear it for Zara. She's come as herself. So if you stand on the end, and if, if, if you stand looking that way for a second, so you are, you are going into your future, you are doing the things that you do, uh, and you're, you're sent by God. Now, I want you to look around. Uh, sorry, no, look the other way. Then they can see your face. That's great. Now, look around. You can see that the Holy Spirit is right with you as God sends you. He's right there to help you. He's going to be a great help to you. That's right. And the other thing is it's good to look, look back at all the stories in the Scripture and see how the Holy Spirit has helped each one all the way along. And so, as God has helped each one of these, he's surely going to help you in your life as yourself and whatever you're sent towards. Okay? 
All right, let's hear it for all these guys. They've been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your help. Appreciate your help very much. So can you see how all these things entwine together, these anchors, that we are, as a people of God, always sent? Secondly, we need the Holy Spirit as sent people because we are never going to accomplish and get to where God wants us to be um, without the help of the Holy Spirit. He has helped people all the way from the, uh, from the beginning of the Scripture story to the end and onwards towards us. He helps us and he gives us power. And the third thing is we need the Scriptures. We need to live in the story that has come before us in the Scriptures. And uh, as Pete Hughes says, the story you live in is the story you live out. So as you imbibe the scriptures, as you know the scriptures, as you know the stories of all the sent people through, through uh, history, then they give you courage for the future. And if you look back at all those people, you look at Moses and Jonah and um, David and others, they were fantastically flawed individuals, weren't they? They all got into all kinds of difficulties and scrapes. They were very, uh, often very inadequate to the task. They were often um, extremely uh, in need of help from God in order to accomplish what God had asked them to do. They were often very broken people. And as you look back down that line, you see that God has helped those people. And so if you don't feel adequate to the task that God has given you, the, the, the place and the people to whom he is sending you, then you just need to look back at the scriptures and take the help of the Holy Spirit and remind yourself that you're on mission. So mission gives you purpose, the Holy Spirit gives you power, and uh, the scriptures give you meaning, give you a story to live in and to live out. And so that's why we want to hold on to, the, to these three anchors, like we might hold on to the boy of Budley Salterton, because we do not want to get lost from any of these things. And it's good to identify yourself as someone, as part of this community, but also of the community of God all the way down history, that we are people who are on mission, that we are in the Spirit, that we need the power of the Spirit, and that we are under Scripture, that we live in the story of Scripture, we live out of the story of Scripture, and we are obedient to God through what He has said in Scripture. And that's why the, these anchors are very important to us. So I wonder if we might stand, because I just think the Lord is going to help us with that identity in ourselves so I don't know if you've considered yourself as being on mission like properly on mission obedient to your heavenly father as the father has sent Jesus so he sends you and that may be your clear identity you've known that but if you don't or you've lost that sense of identity you've lost that sense of purpose and you're drifting in the currents, and you need to grab hold of the boy, this is the moment, because I think the Lord is going to just remind you uh, that you are a sent person, and we are a sent community to redecorate the whole world. That's the purpose. So I'm going to pray, and I just wonder if you just stand before the Lord, and if you want to present yourself again, to be recommissioned by the Lord. This is your moment.
Father, we thank you for the great cloud of witnesses who have appeared in Scripture and inspire us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is the power and presence of God who is with us now. And we stand before you and ask, Lord, that you would come and commission us again to send us into every, uh, our, our situations and our weeks ahead that we have, knowing that we are agents of heaven, carriers of the presence of God, people who speak the message of Jesus, people who seek transformation around us. So in Jesus' name, receive the commission of God for you and for us as a community. We pray that for the sake of the world, you would burn like a fire in us. And restore, Lord, purpose to us where we've drifted and power to us where we've been weak. And meaning, restore meaning and a story to us where we are unrooted and lost. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Rest upon us. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to sing as we um, let the Holy Spirit do his work.